0: jobs of justice and what does that have to do with fighting fascism? I'm going to let you know. You want to know? Yeah. The reason that the fash can turn out disaffected white people like they do and even some people of color tokens like they have is because the left has left a vacuum. So the right is getting an echo. These are people who don't have good jobs, that don't have secure futures, that can't depend on the lifestyle that this rotten system used to be able to provide for a select few of them. That's right. Because it was never available to somebody like me. In case you didn't know, and I hope you all hear me, and the people who don't like this, I hope you hear it, and I hope you have nightmares about it. I am a black Puerto Rican trans woman. I'm supposed to cower in fear. I'm supposed to hate myself because they hate me. No, because all these people are my comrades and they love me. What? So we know that a lot of the people that are in patriot prayer do not consciously identify with fascism and white supremacy. I'm no fool. They use a united front just like we ought to. They are able to trick these people who simply believe in an American dream. (laughs) And they trick them. They talk about them the way a lot of us on the left will talk about liberals. That they're not really about it. But they'll use them and they call them conservatives behind their back. We know. So as long as they keep getting fooled and they keep turning out in numbers, we're just going to have to keep coming out. Now, I have a message from Frederick Douglass. Y'all want to hear it? Frederick Douglass has something to say. If there is no struggle, there is no progress. Those who profess to favor freedom yet deprecate agitation are people who want crops without plowing up the ground. They want rain without thunder and lightning. They want the ocean without the awful roar of its many waters. Now, for those of you who didn't pick up what I was putting down, I'm gonna let you know what Frederick Douglass is telling us from the other side. When our trusted local paper puts out a list telling people what they can do in and around town instead of looking at a fascist future in its face. When our favorite city councilwoman co-signs it and says that people should not engage, I have something to say. And everybody that has a camera. Put it on me because I have a message for the people that they're trying to appeal to. If you are not ready to get into the streets and engage in direct anti-fascist action, well then please check the people who would have everyone believe that a winning strategy for fighting the ascendant right is to stay away it is not in their nature to walk away when they are not paid attention to. They are not naive. They know how to build power. They know how to organize. And they will bot the liberals over the head that are protecting them today. We say that this shall not pass and we mean it. This shall not pass. Are y'all ready to march? They're going to have some closing words for everybody. And I want to say that when we come back out, we need to bring more people and more people and more people and more people. Because anti-fascist action has to be massive. So let's make it massive. I love you, I love you, I love you, let Calling for an police brutality, made everybody on the city council get up and leave. The mayor's gone, they caught them outside, and we'll see if they're gonna come back. Damn, I guess not. They're meeting in the boardroom now. This seems more appropriate anyway.
1: Welcome to the weekly review with Roman. It's Friday, August 10th, 2018. Thank you so much for listening in. We have a new program. Uh, The show has barely begun and I am full of a lot of rage and exhaustion and anger and sadness and disappointment. However... We will be providing some news and actions folks can partake in that are coming up, as well as a review of some things that have happened over this past week. As per usual, people in positions of power acting uh, irresponsibly and causing harm to the greater good, Uh, police officers (sighs) being—I can't you can interpret that sigh however you would like. There's a lot of rage. So open up the show. We'll be playing some music. From the Sorry to Bother You soundtrack, Uh, big plug, we do, oftentimes we do um, anti-advertisements on the show, however, there are occasionally really awesome things to plug, and the film Sorry to Bother You is still in theaters, please check it out, and the awesome soundtrack is also available on Spotify, so please listen to that, and we'll be playing that on the show. And then, also wanted to uh, play some uh, speech from Alyssa Pariah from Portland, As well as that was a a speech given before the march, as well as footage from after the uh, following the march a few days later, after police opened fire on anti-fascist protesters in Portland. (sighs) Um, It's I'm finding it more and more difficult to speak about this, and yet it's necessary to be constantly under attack by people who are paid to, to serve and protect, who end up end up protecting they end up protecting uh, fascists, neo Nazis, and end up causing harm to folks who oppose them. People who are looking out for their communities are are under attack. There's a lot of footage that's out there. There are articles that are out there. It's um, There's some graphic photos as well and I constantly am in a position where I want to share what's happening and at the same time not further traumatize or trigger folks. I will provide a trigger warning for this program. <sighs> a little bit late to that this morning, this afternoon, however, we'll be talking about what's happening in the world and for a lot of us, for many people who are aware of what's happening, <sighs> It is Things are very dangerous, and things have been for a long time in this country, for many people, and a lot of it hasn't been talked about, and people haven't been believed, and now we're seeing more overtness in this oppression, more and more people are being targeted, and I imagine the folks who are listening are already on the same page, (laughs) and uh, I guess one thing is to, to talk with folks who are not yet there, or to think that things will somehow even out, or somehow think that for folks who believe that uh, these neo-Nazis and white supremacists and fascists will somehow just go away—that's that's not how it works—and that's exactly what was spoken about in the speech I opened up the show with. That was—that's not what history proves. It doesn't happen, and especially when we see in Portland and in many other places when the police protect white supremacists who have gone around and attacked people after their rallies. They go around to recruit, they go around to attack people. This is what happens, and they are protected by law enforcement. I would love to be wrong about this, I say that quite often. I care a lot less about my ego than I do about being alive. I would rather be alive and have folks I care about be safe and taken care of. However, from what we've seen and what people have experienced, that's, that's not the case. People are under attack. And we're seeing an increase in it. And I believe in diversity of tactics. And there are many ways folks can contribute and show up, especially calling on white folks who are able-bodied to, to show up for this. It seems the folks who they think it doesn't affect them. It's if you're silent about this, you're complicit at this point. And I recognize some folks say, "Oh, shaming doesn't work." Well, I don't know, I don't know what else to do at this point to get more and more people involved. If you don't know what to do, talk to your friends, talk to folks, ask questions. There are plenty of protests that are happening. There are a lot of organizations at the very least, go out and help folks, feed people, house people, or living under capitalism where people are being killed. And I get that it's overwhelming. I myself feel overwhelmed all the time. I always feel like I'm not doing enough. And at the same time, if I stop, then I don't know who I'm helping. And I get that. One needs to take breaks and go back in when you're ready. And it seems really insurmountable, and I know a lot of people feel that way. (sighs) Often on the show, we do like to have positive news stories or things that are moving in the right direction, so there will be some of those stories. Occasionally, there's a victory here and there. Somebody who's... (sighs) says they're looking out for the people, and perhaps Will gets elected, and I know that not everyone believes in electoral politics, and it's I I look at voting as harm reduction in a lot of ways. There are positive things that are happening, so I also don't want to discount that. And also, hearing from the, the audio that we played earlier, just hearing how many people were out there, and how many people showed up, and how many people are in support, Of living in a world where folks don't feel unafraid. Do not feel unafraid. We don't want that. We want folks to not feel afraid to go out. There's a saying, if you're going to tell the truth, be funny. Make it funny or else they'll kill you. And (laughs) I've had difficulty lately finding humor in a lot of this because it downright feels frightening. And a lot of people are deeply afraid right now and angry. And I get that finding some humor, perhaps, or finding ways to talk about it in a way might make it more palatable. And I'm kind of running, today at least, I'm not, you know, we feel differently from day to day, from moment to moment. We are not the same people that we were yesterday or the day before. We're constantly changing, thank goodness, constantly learning from mistakes. I'm grateful for all the folks I've met who have opened my mind in many ways, challenged me in a lot of very necessary ways. And unless we continue to talk with each other and hear different people's experiences, things aren't going to change. Speaking of changing, I'll probably go right into this. Here in the Bay Area, one of the transit systems here is BART, Bay Area Rapid Transit. And recently, there have been two people who were killed at BART stations. And BART's response to this, one person was released from Santa Rita Jail in Pleasanton, which is it's far from mass transit. And another woman was Annie Wilson was killed by a white supremacist. And BART's response to this instead of challenging the systems that are in place that harm people, has been to increase that system, increase militarization. And for a lot of us, militarization and surveillance have that opposite effect. It makes people feel more afraid, especially marginalized communities, black and brown folks, trans folks. Folks with accessibility issues, and forgive me on my language, I'm having a rough time today. It's at that point where I feel like we, sh- the fact that we're even still talking about this and having to advocate for what we know works, which is helping people, making sure people have their basic needs met, making sure people are housed and have mental health and food and health care. Meanwhile, people in positions of power look to criminalize the poor and punish people for the situation that they're in. I don't know how punishing people is supposed to help, but that's what they. That's how a lot of things work, unfortunately. So there was a meeting yesterday at BART, and many people, dozens of people, spoke out against this new measure, which thankfully has been postponed until September. We're in August now, so September's not too far away. However, they're just looking to spend millions of dollars on increased surveillance, more fare inspectors, and personally, I mean, I pay when I'm on BART, and I don't care if someone doesn't pay. I get it. BART's expensive. Minimum wage in San Francisco right now is $15 an hour. Minimum wage in Oakland is $12.50. And if you don't live here, BART's really expensive. It's more expensive than transit in Chicago, more expensive than transit in New York, I'm sure many other cities as well. It's very expensive. BART does offer a discount for youth. And for other folks as well, with various, um, having difficulty with finding words today. They do offer some discount. And I feel like they should do more. They should do more to do that to ensure that folks can, can ride in. As one of the speakers mentioned yesterday, it seems like a, an obvious thing is that if people can't pay, it's not because they're doing it because fuck Bart. They're doing it because they can't pay. So how does criminalizing someone who already can't pay the fare, how is that supposed to help? And it also ends up costing Bart more money. If you're only looking at, if you have no empathy at all and you're only looking at the numbers, it's still a fucking stupid thing to do. I'm really angry today meditated, and I uh, probably could have meditated for hours and hours. Maybe I'll do that. Because right now, everything that I've witnessed and seen, it's difficult to move around in this world, recognizing that there's so much that's backwards, and there's so much suffering that's happening that could be prevented. It could be stopped. So I brought the one of the pamphlets that they passed out at BART. Their recommended board approval, all this nonsense, including also adding uh, extra officers. And we won't forget that a BART police officer killed Oscar Grant. So many folks, for many, many, many folks, the idea of having more officers on the train is it's that the opposite thing that makes people feel less safe and also all the stories as well as just history of white folks calling the police on on black folks it's how is it's just it's make it's gonna make things worse <sighs> there is one piece here I'm gonna read it's just it's so it's so dumb it's I can't it's so dumb And I know that's, this is why I'm not a lawyer, it's why I'm not, I don't debate very often, because my, I just, am really? Like, this is just, it's so backwards. And also, another point that many folks brought up, too, is that with data collection, they could say, oh, well, we're not going to do facial recognition. However, data outlasts us, and we don't know who's going to control that data afterwards. We can look at, the, in the previous presidential administration, the things that they approved in terms of surveillance, in terms of deportations, they are terrible enough as is, and then someone else comes into power, and then they inherit these systems, and they can enhance them and make them even worse. They also call it the, hash, er, not hash, in quotations, the Ride Safe campaign. I, I personally feel more afraid when I see cops. That's me. That's my personal experience, and I know I'm not alone in that. So one one piece here that really, I mean, there were so many things that were upsetting. One part here is uh, under the GM authority: rapid deployment, best team, and enhanced employee training. And they have a stock photo, uh, or else anyway. I can't, anyway, enhanced TSA-based safety and security training for frontline and other employees. I'd imagine for many other folks who fly that the TSA, it's one of the least exper- uh, pleasant experiences of flying. It's super stressful. We know they racially profile people. We know it's extremely invasive. And also the TSA has been around for about 16 years or so. So it's not even that old. And another point, too, is it, this thing; these things can snowball. So you have, oh, we'll just... In- incrementally, we'll just now we'll have a few more officers. We'll have a, f- a little bit more quote unquote security, but that's that word. You can take that word apart. Security for whom? Are people going to have to start taking off their shoes before they get on BART? People have their bags searched. It'll be an end of privacy. Adding more cameras. I don't know. I know that doesn't seem to help anybody. So thankfully, many people spoke out against this measure and on the BART website, I believe, or BART.gov. Uh, you can find it. They recorded they recorded it. So you can hear many people, different organizations and with different experiences in different fields, speaking out against it. And I'm grateful for that. Also, the meeting was at 9 a.m. on a Thursday. So that's also really limits who has access to go to these meetings and who has access to speak out and who has access to hear about it. I think we only got a message about it. It was uh, days before the meeting itself. So hopefully the folks in Positions of Power listen to the people. I'm maybe not going to hold my breath because I'm a little bit of a cynic. And at the same time, one would hope they would actually listen and take into account who these rules would affect. <sighs> we will be taking some calls. So... By all means, Uh, please do give us a call, 415-550-0511. Goodness gracious. We're going to play some more music. I'll find some more news stories. Hopefully, I'll find something positive. There are some good things out there, even if you can't hear it in my voice. And we'll be back in a bit.
2: Yeah. Hey. I look up, up a little bit more. Yeah. Hey. We've made our life so hey. complicated. We search for simplicity of fingertips. The answer in my head is debated. But you got all kinds of yeses across hey. your lips. Hey. Much more than I want you. I want you to be true. I want this love I have to haunt you. I think this ritual will do. I just wanna smoke a Taylor with you, baby. I just wanna see you dance in the living room, float to the face My mama left in the bass, She just loves Smoke a
3: Taylor with your baby I just want to dance Battle with kids on the couch To the tapes, my mom
1: hi it's roman (laughs) oh hi there how's it going thanks so much for listening listen to mutiny radio there are shows here every day of the week if you yourself are interested in having a show and maybe you are please contact the station director go to mutinyradio.fm. you can find the info there get two hours a week to do a show uh i I have my energy's kind of low this morning afternoon it's not even the morning it's the morning somewhere thanks so much for listening in order to pick us up i've got a couple a few positive news stories and as per usual on the show the positive news stories are when something bad that's happening stops happening or when something that could be worse is prevented that kind of thing so it's like this shouldn't have even existed in the first place and now it's stopped but we'll take that i should say and we'll take that as a victory first up Atlanta Antifa outs county jail guards as neo-Nazis and gets them fired. So that's... (sighs) Cool. Okay. And this is from gritpost.com. Real news for the working class. And they have photos of this ding-dong here. So now we've got plenty of work. Anyway, he's a fucking neo-Nazi. That's what he is. And he's fired. So good. It's written by Tom Cahill, and it came out on August 6th, Howard Costner and Jesse Jones were, until Monday, employed as jail guards in Spalding County, Georgia, but thanks to local anti-fascist organizers, both are now out of a job. As the Atlanta Journal-Constitution reported, Costner wrote on one of his YouTube videos last year, under the account Howie3601, that he viewed the institution of, ugh, grow, just grow. That's the thing, it, uh, I don't even want to fucking, r- it's just a lot of fucking racist nonsense. Ah, oh, gross, he, yeah. I feel like even the quoting these fuckers is like I don't want to give the time and energy to that, so let's get to the good part when they get found out. Members, oh, we have a call. Who's it going to be? Hello, Mutiny Radio. Hey,
4: hey, hey, what are you guys doing over there?
1: Hi, Gail. I'm talking about some neo-Nazis who got fired from being jail guards.
4: They hired neo-Nazis to be jail cars.
1: Oh, yeah, as well as cops, but, you know, that's America. Did they know? Apparently they don't. I'm looking through the, uh, I'm actually reading the article at the moment to learn more about this case.
4: I mean, people don't want to admit it, but America is screwed-up deal. Yeah. I mean, I'm not saying it's all screwed up, but for what it advertises, uh, It doesn't follow what it appetizes. That's true. You know, they got to stop exterminating old people. Yeah. (laughs) Because they do that. They do it in a roundabout way, and they say it's legal. Mm -hmm. Because I've been to many public people in public office trying to get them behind this, and all I get from them basically is, that's not what we do go to his other office. And that's not what they do either. And then the paperwork, you know, because they have paperwork to support what they did. And they say that it was legal. I don't see where it's legal when someone says they want to live and they have a conservator signing papers saying, let them die, let them die, mm. you know? And, and that's the people in public office that doesn't wanna stand up and say, this is what we're doing in this country. Yeah. No, no, no. It's like they wanna keep it a secret. (laughs) I have no faith in a lot of our elected public officials.
1: You and me both, Gail.
4: I mean, it kills me, this Trump. what they do? The money they could be giving me. Sure. They're putting it in this plane to fly him around so he can get over there and stir up some more hate.
1: Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah, it's money that could go to health care.
4: It can go, yeah, it can go to old ladies like me. Mm-hmm. But they're, they're putting it in the, the fuel for whatever, Air Force One or whatever you call it. So little Trumpy go running around stirring up people to hate each other. Mm-hmm. And the big thing is going to be when he gets back in office again. Mm-hmm. What did you do? Faint? Are you still there? Oh, I'm here. Do you think he's not gonna make it again? Make it where? Being reelected?
1: Uh I don't Would
4: she know. wish she got reelected?
1: I wish no one was elected at this point. This I mean we need to like anyway. It's Well who are
4: they gonna put there? How
1: about nobody? <laughs> how about people govern themselves? How about people well, take care can of each they other?
4: themselves? Pardon? How can they govern themselves? Even on the job, you always gotta have someone in charge. You gotta have someone be the boss.
1: What if there's horizontal leadership? Like everyone, like everyone is responsible for themselves. That won't work. How come?
4: Because it'd be more screwed up than it is now. I mean, it's not anything too good now. But even when you go to a job, you must always have someone in charge or it just falls to pieces. You need someone to say what we're going to do. Because five different people are going to want to do five different things and it's not going to get the ending done because they're going to be bickering over there all the time. Let's do this. Let's do that. Let's do this. And the focus will never ever get done. So even... Unless you want to get over there and forget the presidency and start running it like a corporation where they have a board of directors. Ugh, no. What was that?
1: I said, ugh, no.
4: No. Well, you you refer a board of directors or Trump.
1: How about neither?
4: Then what would be the replacement for
1: that? No replacement.
4: Then what's going to happen with the money?
1: The money's already going to war and incarceration. I don't know how we can get worse than that. I'm sure they would find a way, but...
4: Oh, sure, they'll find a way to make it worse. War... <laughs> well, actually, they changed the incarceration thing. They turned it around now. They figured out that incarceration wasn't working. Now they're trying to fix the prisoners. <sighs> they're trying to... Uh Give them education and rehabilitation. And they figured it out that it was on 60 Minutes. That locking them up wasn't working. Of course it doesn't work. Now they're trying work. to fix them up so they'd be better citizens when they come out.
1: And they could also not arrest so many people, too. That would be a start. Instead of having cops in schools, it's... I mean, everything's become so militarized and poverty is criminalized that... It's
4: Yeah, but yet they still screw up. Where are the protection from BART?
1: Protection from...
4: Where is the protection from BART? From BART? I mean, it's just like a Wild West showdown BART. Killing people, attacking Yeah, them.
1: a white supremacist killed Nia Wilson. Was that it? Yes.
4: I, I thought it was some ding-dong, but I didn't know what his
1: problem was. He was a white supremacist. That was his problem. And also, when, when white supremacists try to rally, the cops protect them. So we can't really rely on the cops to protect us.
4: Well, they have to protect everybody, right? But they don't. Well, I don't know. I, I would like to have seen people walk around with baseball bats and smack some people in the head a few times.
1: <laughs> wow.
4: No, 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 you're not, not getting my point.
1: Oh, no, no, I wasn't necessarily just, dis- I was just, I was listening. It was, no. a, yeah.
4: I mean, perhaps if that le- that girl had a baseball bat, <laughs> and perhaps she could have smacked the guy in the head, and I don't mean give him a little tap, I mean finish the job. hmm. But I'm not, I'm not, uh, uh, let's not get me wrong now. I'm not telling anyone to go out and take a baseball bat
3: and put up someone's
4: head there trying to kill well. you.
3: That that would be self-defense in that case.
4: Let them knife me and kill me and put me in my grave, and then they can drag him in the court and tell him, Naughty boy, now we're going to have to put you in jail. Bullshit. (sighs) I I would have liked to have seen that, that guy get his. Yeah. I mean, geez, come on. Yeah. I I mean, I'm I'm no angel here. It's not that I love everybody. I hate a lot of people's guts. Mm Mm-hmm. But I'm not going to go over and kill someone just because, what? They're wearing a yellow hat instead of a green one or something. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. So stupid. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And that reminds me, now I'm looking for Anthony Medina again.
1: Yeah, I haven't seen him, Gail
4: hasn't even hanging around the station? No, I'm not
1: really here that much. So oh,
4: you were not there. No. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a business deal and and it seems like uh he's not keeping his word. Okay. I mean, what really gets me some people think they think I love Anthony. They say, Do you love him? I don't want him. I love the money I invested in his business uh-huh. so I can get a return on it so I can get a cash flow, you know, But they get confused. I'm so interested in where he is, when he's gonna contact me, because he contacted me some time ago, Uh and we spoke about the situation and what we're gonna do to mitigate it or whatever,
3: Mm
4: -hmm. and it hasn't come to reality, so now I'm back looking for him again. Mm -hmm. I I just can't understand and I'm not talking about him particularly, just in general, why would people think they're gonna take money in, in, as an investment in their business and not follow through with the repayment?
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You know, I mean, if by some miracle, his thing hits it real big and goes viral and he becomes the darling of the, uh, what would you call it, the creative set? All he's gonna do having my problem is not gonna make him look very good that he took an investment and didn't keep his word and follow back with the business deal.
3: Mm-hmm.
4: You see, that, that's gonna cost him a lot more and a bad image than, you know, than if he did what he was supposed to do. I mean, I just can't figure out. I don't know if other people is in his ear Whispering to them saying phew, 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 phew. I don't know I don't know You know people always Want to get in on it For all I know Someone's telling him, Ask ah, screw the old lady What's she gonna do about it well, What's she gonna do about it She got a big mouth And if his thing goes big How is it gonna look That He didn't follow through On his word and my investment Okay So So It's not gonna look good Okay so, so what do you do if you don't hang around the station all the time?
1: <sighs> Try to work for a better world.
4: You're actually trying to work for a better world, huh? Yeah. Now, that, that's interesting. Do you get any people who are interested in doing that?
1: I know some folks who are, who do that.
4: I don't know, because uh, I've seen where, where different countries, different things... They have nurses or medical volunteers yeah. just trying to help right. the injured. Yes. And then they come over and kill them. The radicals or the terrorists just kill them. They're not there to fight. They're just there to try to aid the wounded people. Uh-huh. And they just go over and kill these volunteers. Yeah. So I don't know how you're going to get this world working. Well, it's not just me. I mean, I always say now that we should come up with a cult. Uh Uh-huh. I call it the ding-dong code. Okay. You know, well, because it actually follows through what this country said. Everyone got their own individual rights, Mm -hmm. you know? And I'm not, not that I'm a white supremacist by any stretch, but in my opinion, if they want to take off those, have those assy ideas, okay, that's fine with me. But I do not like it when they impose it on someone else and do violence.
1: Well, I mean, those ideas I, are violent. What that? Those ideas are violent.
4: I know, but they just want to them on themselves and talk what I consider that trash. You know, if it makes them happy, as long as they're not bothering other people.
1: But they are bothering other people by having those but ideas yeah, and I acting like on
4: them. I mean, I'm, into, I'm always into... Do whatever you like, as long as it doesn't bother someone else.
1: Yeah, same. Except those folks are killing people. You got these people.
4: ideas, and for them, it seems like they really think these are good ideas for them. Right. Which I'm not saying nothing against that, but I am saying oh, I am. when they go out and they start beating people up, which they do, and do those horrible things, then no, and I'm not even, and that goes for religious people too. Yeah. people that are overly religious. And it's gonna tell people you gotta go by the Bible. Right. You can't have an abortion. We're gonna become violent to make you not have an abortion. See, it's this not? Is everyone? Everyone should mind their own goddamn business. That's what it is. Yep. <coughs> That's All right. Why well, the world is such a fucked up mess.
1: Indeed. And people want
4: to impose what they feel on other people.
1: Right. On that note, we're gonna get back to the story. But thanks uh, for. uh gonna
4: do it by violent means. Well, anyway, if you see Anthony, tell him, I want my money.
1: <laughs> I'll tell him to get in contact with you if I see
4: him. Well, you. he got in contact with you some time ago. Okay. <clears throat> it, hasn't, it hasn't materialized what he was talking to me.
1: Okay. Uh, well, you gotta go. Gotta and, go. Thanks, Gail. All
4: right, bye.
1: Bye. <sighs> I'm exhausted. Let's go along. <laughs> Let's get back to this story. I'm not going to quote what these fucking Nazi guards said. Um, however, we will share that his STEAM profile, uh, so this is Jesse Jones, his STEAM profile had a blue line flag on it, and for folks who don't know, it's like the American flag with the blue line as to represent police, and flag for his profile picture, which has a symbol of the quote-unquote blue lives, Ugh, I can't even, you know you know what, you You know what I'm talking about. Gross. Uh, The group was able to identify multiple accounts by both former guards that shared the same screen name on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, Steam, Reddit, that were all interconnected with one another. And just, they're fucking gross. I can't, I'm not even going to read what these folks are saying. Uh, When contacted by the Journal-Constitution about Costner and Jones, Spalding County Sheriff Daryl Dix said the two men had since been fired after Antifa dug up and published their racist posts. Both of these gentlemen are no longer employed by the Spaulding County Sheriff's Office. Based on some information that came to light today, Dix told a paper, it doesn't fit what we want to represent in the community and what we want to represent as an agency. Dix said that even though both men had quote-unquote minor disciplinary problems, neither one had outwardly expressed any violent or racist behavior while employed by this county. However, by the county, however, if you are if you're in a position of power and you have those I- ideals, you are... That's a fucking problem, and that is violence. No, it's a four... Okay. Uh, All right. So you can check out the article on Grip Post. There's another one along the same lines. Texas officers fired for membership in the KKK. This is on ABC News. Which, you know, a little bit mainstream here. It's from June twentieth, two law enforcement officers in Williamson County, Texas, have been fired after it was discovered they are members of the KKK. County Sheriff John Maspero said there was no evidence that the two men, Deputy David Gay, forty-eight-five, and Sergeant Greg Payne Palm, twenty-nine, had committed any acts of discrimination or failed to perform their duties. Well, I guess also, if part of your duty is to oppress people, then I guess that's part of the job. Uh, but said membership in the notorious hate group was sufficient reason to dismiss them. Officials said they found out the two men belonged to the Klan after they approached another officer and asked him to join. Uh, they say they have no complaints. Um, Regards, that's the th- okay. The, office, the sheriff's office has no tolerance for discrimination or hatred. I'm guessing unless they're of the poor, which we know that the law discriminates against folks in poverty. Uh, Gay and Palm were suspended Friday and on Tuesday went before a review board, which voted unanimously to fire them. The sheriff's office said it had not not found any other officers involved with the Klan. I'm going to add, probably yet. Their firing came on Juneteenth, as the June 19th anniversary of the day that Texas slaves... Learn they had been freed in 1865, is known two and a half years after the Emancipation Proclamation. All right, and Michelle Fox and Austin contributed to this report. So, um, also, if, if they had to keep this up, there will be far fewer officers. I'm constantly seeing photos of jail guards of cops with neo-Nazi and white supremacist tattoos. We also know that upholding the law what folks deem as the law, (sighs) just the statistics of folks who are incarcerated. It's, if you're part of the system, you're, you're part of the problem. So I have a lot more to say and okay. So we'll do one more story. That's again, moving in, trying to hold people accountable. It's from the HuffPost. St. Louis voters oust prosecutor who didn't bring charges in cop killing of Michael Brown. In a remarkable win for reformers, Wesley Bell, a city council member in Ferguson, Missouri, upset Robert McCullough in Tuesday's Democratic primary. Wesley Bell, who had cast himself as a reformer, committed to changing the local criminal justice system, widely criticized following the 2014 killing of black and unarmed teenager Michael Brown, by a white police officer, won St. Louis County's Democratic primary for top prosecutor on Tuesday in a major upset. Bell, a city council member in Ferguson, Missouri, where Brown was killed, defeated Robert McCullough, who had served in the prosecutor's post since 1991. McCullough was harshly criticized by many for failing to file charges against the officer who shot Brown, and Tuesday's vote was widely seen as a referendum by local residents on his handling of the case. Bell's primary victory effectively means he is set to become St. Louis County's next prosecuting attorney, given that he faces no Republican challenger in November's general election. Bell, 43, campaigned on pledges to never seek the death penalty, eliminate cash bail for nonviolent offenses, publicly oppose uh, legislation that would create new mandatory minimum sentences for some crimes, and adopt other policies that advocates for criminal justice reform favor. He won the endorsements of numerous progressive groups, including influential political action committees such as activist Sean King's Real Justice and Color of Change, both of which focus on electing reform-minded prosecutors. Still, Bell faced criticism from some progressives for his past work as a municipal court judge in the region. They complained that he issued executive fines and fees that had especially negative impacts on people of color. These results demonstrate that voters care passionately about crucial civil rights issues, from the unjust use of cash bail to how long people are sitting in our jails because they can't afford to pay, to demanding their prosecuting attorney be transparent on his office's work, said Jeffrey A. Mittman executive director of the ACLU of Missouri. We provided voters with essential information on civil liberties issues, and they demanded transparency and fairness from their prosecuting attorney. We look forward to working with our members and community partners to hold St. Louis County's next prosecuting attorney accountable for protecting the rights of the people. McCullough 67 had been a controversial figure for decades. Critics have cited his close ties to local police departments as an impediment to him holding officers accountable for mi- for possible mix- misconduct. Several of McCulloch's family members, including his father, who was shot and killed by an African-American suspect when McCullough was 12 years old, have worked for the St. Louis Police Department. He often pursued policies that have proved futile for years in stemming drug use across the nation. For instance, he favored aggressive prosecutions of drug-related offenses. Critics have also blasted McCulloch for his prosecution of protesters and his pursuit of the death penalty in murder cases. But McCullough is best known for not bringing charges against Darren Wilson, the policeman who shot and killed Brown during a confrontation between the two on August 9th, 2014. The confrontation began when Wilson ordered Brown and a friend who were walking in the street to walk on the sidewalk instead. Wilson, in his accounts—I'm not going to fucking read his accounts because he's a lying fucking police officer— Moving onwards, uh, Brown's death sparked several days of protests in Ferguson and around the nation over police interactions with largely black communities. And more protests months later when McCullough decided that his office wouldn't file charges against Wilson, but would instead present the matter to a grand jury without a recommendation. Following the grand jury's decision to not indict Wilson on murder or manslaughter charges, McCullough's strategy came under considerable scrutiny, While McCullough had defenders who said the process was appropriate, doubts persisted that McCullough's prosecutors were too gentle on Wilson in questioning him before the grand jury while simultaneously being sharply skeptical of witness accounts. Further, critics said McCullough's decision to decline to recommend a specific charge to the grand jury during the proceedings made it far more likely that the grand jury wouldn't issue an indictment anyway. New York Post columnist Dana Milbank termed McCullough's grand jury proceeding a joke. Critics also said McCullough should have recused himself from the case because of his close ties with police and let a special prosecutor take over. In 2015, a Justice Department investigation concluded that Wilson did not... Ugh, gross. So gross. All right, you can read the rest of the article at Huffington Post. There's just a little bit more that's added there. And I'm also... just Actually, the last paragraph, which says a lot. 95% of elected prosecutors are white. And only 79... And, oh, okay, so... (laughs) I'm just, oh gosh. And this is, this is why it's like everything. Ninety-five percent of elected prosecutors are white, and seventy-nine percent are male. Only one percent of prosecutors are women of color. The majority of prosecutors, eighty-five percent, run for election unopposed. They are rarely punished for misconduct, and a 1976 Supreme Court ruling gives them absolute immunity from civil suits. Ugh, gross. Alright, well again it's the positive news story is that this old prosecutor's out, so that's that's a good thing. I feel like I'm up for a music break. More music from the Sorry to Bother You the soundtrack and just not to be too conf- confused, like who has another album called Sorry to Bother You, so this is the more recent soundtrack. Again, it's available on Spotify. Also please go see this movie. It's fucking awesome. The more you see it, the better it gets. Can't recommend it highly enough. So, yeah, we'll be back after this. forgot to finish my coffee this morning. Maybe that's part of it. Thanks for listening to the weekly review. If you, I know to this show in particular, it feels like a, da- I mean, downer maybe is not the, it feels like a downer to me. And I recognize that's partially on me. Can't really control what's happening in the world. We try to do what we can. And also I'm sure if I were to come here sprightly, it might be easier to deal with what's happening. That's how we're at. However, volunteer doing the show, been doing this for five years, almost. If you appreciate the show, if you happen to have a little bit to spare and can help us cover the dues for the studio, we're almost at our goal. We've had, uh, we're looking to make a hundred bucks a month just to cover the cost of doing the show. If you're able to, we're asking folks to contribute a dollar a month. Find us at Patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. And again, trying to provide the news that mainstream media does not, trying to provide the uh, perspectives that mainstream media does not. Sharing news from people themselves who witness and experience what's happening as opposed to corporations, as opposed to law enforcement, as opposed to folks in positions of power who want to keep us afraid. I recognize a lot of the news I share. it's It's frightening. It makes me afraid. And at the same time... I also want to recognize all the people who are showing up in various ways to combat what is happening. And if we heard more stories about that, I think people would feel more inclined to join in. People would feel like there is hope instead of saying, what's the point? Or instead of just going along with the status quo and the narrative. If you're not challenging the status quo, then you're part of it. That felt good. Speaking of which, a lot of folks are like, oh, Justin Trudeau, everything's great because he is this conventionally attractive you know dude Ugh. however it's neoliberal neoliberal and i guess it's also like the bar here is so fucking low that people are like thinking about the previous war criminals who have been in charge here being like oh i wish we had that previous war, cri- war criminal in charge here things would be better and it's like that bar is so fucking low right now the bar is so low that people are being like oh i wish we had fill in the blank Most presidents in this country have supported wars abroad, funneling money to attack communities abroad, while folks live in poverty here. That's how it is. Anyway, oh god, now I'm angry again. And I get it's like what we do with our anger that's important, and I'm in touch with my anger, and that's okay. Uh, Nothing wrong with being angry when there's a lot of things to be angry about. I question folks who don't get angry about things. It's very healthy for everyone to be in touch with your emotions. It's okay to feel it. And I guess a lot of growing up in this country is to pretend that our emotions are not valid or there's something to be ashamed of. And I get that sometimes it's a lot to deal with if you meet someone who's kind of going through something. And how about we allow someone to go through it? How about we support people and say that's valid? Especially with people's fear. This country is fucking full of fear. That's the cause of all the militarization. Capitalism breeds fear. People want to be alone. People don't want to work together. I myself fall into that trap. And I tend to isolate sometimes. Between the media, between the politicians, there are so many messages telling us to be afraid of each other, and not in the ways where there are legitimate people who to be afraid of, folks in positions of power, and white supremacists, but there's more of us than there are of them. I and mean, if all of us were to actually come together, what would that look like? They they couldn't handle us. I'm saying that for the listeners as well as for myself. It's easy to want to wanna hide away. I get it. Oh, but I was going to go talk about Justin Trudeau. And that's another thing. Reminder for folks to punch up. I don't know if any comedians listen to the show anymore. It's not a comedic show. A reminder, if you have the stage and you can make jokes, talk about folks with more power and privilege than you. That's what it's about. So Justin Trudeau here. (sighs) From cbc.ca, Trudeau met with more anti-pipeline protesters on his BC long weekend tour. And that's the thing. A lot of the Democrats here are also were in favor of pipelines here, and that's why a lot of folks don't have respect for many of the corporate Democrats here. And below it says, I'm standing here by myself saying he's not welcome here, activist says. And this came out on August 6th, 2018, Drumbeats and chanting followed Justin Trudeau to Delta B.C. on Sunday as anti-pipeline protesters attempted to disrupt the prime minister's speech at a Liberal Party of Canada community barbecue. Like several other stops on the prime minister's long weekend trip to B.C., the protesters appeared at a planned appearance by Trudeau with signs and placards denouncing the Trans Mountain pipeline. I'm just realizing I don't think I provided the link for folks who want to contribute to the show. That's the kind of marketing I do here. Lack of. Patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Please, a dollar a month goes a long way. If 17 people chip in a buck a month, we'll cover the cost of doing the show. Um, and it also just means a lot to me to know that folks are listening. And I know not everyone, I know it's, a lot of folks are struggling right now. If you're, if you're not, if you happen to have an extra dollar a month you can spare, please consider donating to the show. Patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Thanks. Moving along. Like several other stops on the Prime Minister's long weekend trip to BC, the protesters appeared at a planned protest, planned, excuse me, <laughs> planned protest. At a planned appearance by Trudeau with signs and placards denouncing the Trans Mountain Pipeline. Slay, uh, Slail uh, wow, tooth activist William George said he was excited to get access to the event and a chance to voice his opposition to the pipeline directly to the Prime Minister. Most importantly, I'm standing here by myself, saying he's not welcome here, and neither is his pipeline, George said after Trudeau's speech concluded. As the Prime Minister reached the midway point of his address to a crowd of hundreds gathered at the Barry Farm, George began to sing and drum. At one point during George's demonstration, a woman from the crowd turned around and screamed shut up loudly at George. Thanks, liberals. Thanks. At George's demonstration, as George's demonstration intensified, the Prime Minister spoke loudly through the microphone and asked the crowd to applaud the indigenous people who had gathered at the farm 25 kilometers south of Vancouver. Earlier in the day, the Prime Minister marched down Robeson, Robson, excuse me, Robson Street as a raucous crowd of thousands lined the streets for the annual Pride Parade and spoke at a breakfast in Vancouver's Davie Village hosted by PFLAG Canada. The Prime Minister and Foreign Affairs Minister... Christia Freeland spoke to reporters briefly before joining the parade and said that though there had been a lot of progress made for the LGBTQ community over the past two years, there's still as much to do. It's really important to continue to march in pride. We know that far too many homeless youth are from the LGBT community. We know rates of teenage suicide is four times as much in other communities and eight times as much where kids don't have supportive parents, said the Prime Minister. Danny Ramadan said was marching With the float ahead of Trudeau, and said he was in awe of the prime uh, that the prime minister would walk in the parade at all, let alone with him. Okay, Um, I personally feel it's again, it's a low bar. And okay, I was looking to read a little bit more about the folks protesting about the pipeline, Uh, and you can read more of the article at CBC.ca. So yeah. (sighs) <sighs> that's a thing next up another positive story and voting is harm reduction from august 7th in these times voters just killed right to work in missouri proving labor still has power and under janice this is written by jeff sure hmm is a little bit larger here Jeff Shirky, I'm guessing is how I pronounce the name. After a string of victories across the country in recent years, including this summer's Janice versus AFSCME Supreme Court ruling, the anti union right to work movement has met its match in Missouri. In Tuesday's primary election, Missouri voters overwhelmingly rejected Proposition A, a ballot measure that would have made the state the 28th in the nation to adopt a right-to-work law. Designed to bankrupt organized labor, the deceptively named legislation would have prohibited private sector unions from collecting fair share fees from workers they are legally required to represent. With the defeat of Prop A in Missouri, the U.S. labor movement has passed its first major test since the Janus decision in June, in which the Supreme Court's conservative majority essentially imposed the right to work on the nation's entire public sector. The timing of this is essential. I think everyone wants to write the labor movement's obituary, AFL-CIO Secretary-Treasurer Liz Shuler recently said. It's going to energize and activate us and show that we fight back. It's going to be a shot heard around the world, AFL-CIO President Richard Trumka said last month, anticipating Prop A would lose. It'll make waves in Wisconsin and Philadelphia and Ohio and Washington, D.C., and it will provide a powerful rebuke of the Supreme Court's disgraceful ruling in Janus. Since 2012, more states have passed RTW legislation than any time since the 1950s. Even traditional union strongholds like Michigan and Wisconsin have gone right to work. Meanwhile, House Republicans have introduced a national right-to-work bill, which 45 has promised to sign. In states where right-to-work laws, uh, in states with right-to-work laws, median household incomes are $8,174 less than in non-right-to-work states people under 65 are 46% more likely to be uninsured, infant mortality rates are 12% higher and workplace deaths occur 49% more often. Missouri's right to work re- legislation is initially signed into law last February was initially signed into law last February by the state's disgraced now former governor Eric Greitens. A Republican backed by the Koch brothers with various dark money groups, Grayton's served only 16 months as governor before resigning earlier this year amid a series of scandals and criminal allegations. Grayton's right-to-work law was supposed to take effect last August, but a coalition of labor groups led by the Missouri AFL-CIO gathered 310,567 handwritten petition signatures to block its implementation and force a statewide referendum on the legislation, Prop A property was originally scheduled for this November's general election, but this spring, the state's Republican lawmakers moved it to the primary, worried that a high union turnout in November would be a boon to Democrats in hotly contested races. Described by Missouri AFL-CIO President Mike Lewis as a devious ploy, the change marked the first time a referendum in the state has been moved to a primary election. To defeat Prop A, union members and allies waged an aggressive get-out-the-vote campaign across the state, reaching some 500,000 voters through door-to-door canvassing and phone banking. They got help from actor and Missouri native John Goodman, who narrated a radio ad declaring that right-to-work will not give you the right to work. Instead, it gives big business and out-of-state corporations the right to pay you less Than they do now. All told, organized labor raised $15 million for the campaign to stop Right to Work in Missouri, outspending pro-Right to Work groups nearly 5 to 1. This is not the first time Missouri voters have rejected Right to Work. In 1978, a similar state ballot initiative was defeated by a 60 to 40 margin, despite early polling suggesting an easy victory for Right to Work forces. That victory, however, was followed by a precipitous decline in the power of organized labor nationwide from the 1980s to today. Whether or not Tuesday's defeat of Prop A signals a larger shift in labor's fortunes remains to be seen. If nothing else, Missouri voters' rejection of right-to-work shows that the eulogies for organized labor post-Janus are premature. As Trumpka says, we've taken their best shot, and we're still standing. Cool. That's positive, right? Excellent. i got a really sad story coming up. Ugh. But we'll play some music before then. And you're listening to the weekly review on Mutiny Radio. Thank you so much for listening in. If you would like, if you have any comments, questions, anything to say, please give us a call. 415
3: 550 0511. We go never up!
1: from Mother Jones. 30% of California's forest firefighters are prisoners. About 4,000 inmates battle blazes in the Golden State's woodlands. This was written by Julia Lurie, and it came out on August 14th. Here's a kind of a crazy stat. Between 30 and 40% of California's forest firefighters are state prison inmates. The state has become a tinderbox of sorts from a four-year drought and roughly 4,000 low-level felons. i using that word, uh, are on the front lines. I really wish they would not use that word. Okay. My mistake for speaking before I thought. Okay. People. Oh, goodness. Goodness. Okay. So they are on the front lines of the state's active fires. Here's what's going on. And why are prisoners fighting fires? For years, California's prison system has operated a number of conservation camps in which low, again, they're using that word, uh, so, people in the state prison system they volunteer to do manual labor outside, like clearing brush to prevent forest fires or fighting the fires themselves. A handful of other states have similar programs, but California's program is by far the largest, with lof- roughly 4,000 participants. At its best, the program is a—they say it's a win-win. I, uh, it, they say inmates learn useful skills and spend time outside with normal, with uh, outside the normal confines of prison and the collaboration with CAL FIRE saves the state roughly $80 million a year. It would also save money if folks weren't incarcerated. Okay, again, I wasn't interviewed for this article. Participants make $2 a day in the program and $2 an hour when they're on the fire line. That may sound, sound paltry. However, for prison standards, I'm also just, the language here feels I'm not really into the language they're using in this article. I do want to share the information they're providing. Many prison jobs bring in less than $1 per hour. In addition, for each day they work in the program, the inmates receive a two-day reduction from their sentences. And I'm going to just... I don't really appreciate a lot of the language they're using in this story, and perhaps I should have brought up a different one that... It's, it's just fucked up because some other things I've read indicate that it's difficult for folks to even get jobs as this as firefighters after they are released. So it, it's what they're doing is, is slave labor. I could have just said that. Okay. Moving along to the next story. Oh goodness. Cities encampment sweeps intensify even hitting homeless waiting outside glide Memorial for food. It's from the SF examiner. Written by Joe Fitzgerald Rodriguez on August 9th. How do you know the sweeps of homeless encampments have reached ludicrous new lows? Well, my sad answer for you, dear readers, the city just swept a homeless encampment while its residents ate much-needed food at a church across the street. And no, this accusation is not just the usual suspects, i.e. the closing on homelessness, which, um, um, okay, da-da-da-da, moving along, okay. This accusation comes straight from Glide Foundation, the church in question, which sits at 330 Ellis Street. Yes, Glide, the beloved church that has citywide respect and admiration from everyday citizens, to Mayor London Breed, who has attended Glide services. But on July 31st, far less famous patrons of Glide saw their tents and belongings swept from the sidewalks in front of the church and across the street. as Some waited for a free meal. Some homeless patrons already had their forks stuffed in their mouths when they heard public works in the San Francisco Police Department came a knock in, according to Glide. That crossed a line, said Janet Ector, assistant manager of the harm reduction program at Glide Foundation. She spoke to the city as a local homeless coordinating board Monday. In a recording of the meeting I obtained, one could hear the bubbling anger in her voice. We think that the area in front of Glide as a sanctuary, we think of, the area of that area in front of Glide as a sanctuary and safe haven. For the most vulnerable people in the city, she said. When Public Works rolls up with SUVs and bullhorns and aggressively threatens to, to hose those people down if they don't move on, confiscate their property, nudge them with their feet, tell them they might be arrested, this is insanely aggressive and uncalled for. And she added, an intern of hers saw a walker belonging to a homeless senior confiscated and thrown into a Public Works truck. This echoed an incident that occurred two years ago when Neil uh, Taylor, a homeless man and talented pianist, uh, his walker was crushed, leaving him to fend with his Parkinson's disease alone. When the city finally determined it owed him money for the incident, they discovered he had died only a week before the decision. It seems the city has yet to learn the lesson Taylor taught them. Hector's voice was firm as she asserted, it's a safe haven for people. I've witnessed this myself from my office. Sam Dodge, homelessness coordinator with Public Works, said these are very se- serious allegations and that he would look into them. Dodge said officials and city staffers worked for weeks on an encampment resolution. Here's a resolution. How about you give people fucking homes? I. It's, it's so fucking backwards. They are stealing from people. They're stealing their homes instead of giving people homes. I can't. Oh, gosh. Okay. Okay. You can check out the rest of the article. There's only a few more sentences there at the Examiner, San Francisco Examiner. Something, oh, gosh. Today, it's just one of those days. There's also a few things that happened I'm not going to speak about just yet for a variety of reasons, but there's a lot of things I'm super angry about that I will not be uh, voicing my, uh, just wanting to be careful here with what we share, on the air. but it's just, there's so much to be fucking angry at when people who are paid, people in positions of power end up causing harm to people they're supposed to protect when people are supposed to help. It's the exact opposite of what's happening. So perhaps they should be defunded. It's so fucking livid right now. And I guess that's part of it too. It's not so much my fact that I need to meditate more, that I need more caffeine that there's perhaps lacks of communication and I'm just coming in with a lot of a lot of anger today, a lot of anger, and I'd imagine a lot of folks listening have some of that same anger. I, I honestly don't how know how anyone could not have that. And there still seems to be folks centrists saying, Oh, just ignore things that are problematic. Ignore things that are dangerous. Or blame folks who are more progressive for some reason. Which is the opposite thing that things that people should be doing. I'm just just pretty livid right now. Really livid. There is collective rage out there. I know that. I know that I'm not alone in my rage. I know that. But every week it's story after story. As well as things I've experienced firsthand. And people being attacked and people being harmed. People in positions of power lying about it Constantly. People really knew what was happening. I mean, that's the thing. People need to know what's happening. Something folks can participate in is Sunday, August 12th, from 11 a.m. to noon, Let Our People Go, the West County Detention Facility at 5555 Giant Highway in Richmond. There's an August protest at the Richmond Jail Bay Area Ice Detention. Folks can check it out. There's an... There is an invite on, excuse me, on Facebook. I'm going to share it right now on our weekly review webpage. I know Facebook's fucking horrible. I <laughs> believe a lot of these social media platforms are run by cis white men who want to defend other cis white men. And that's it. And as far as the, uh, the censorship goes, activists have had their accounts deleted. People have been blocked for years. There's censorship against folks who speak the truth. Oh, gosh, I'm so angry today. I'm really, really angry. All right, I'm going to share this right now, though. So, in the meantime, until there's other platforms we can use, I'll be. It's how I'm connected to a lot of folks. Check out our page. I also share a lot of news articles, some of which I go over on the show. You can follow it. If you go to facebook.com forward slash weekly rev, I've just shared this event. Again, it's happening August 12th, Sunday, 11 a.m. to 12 p.m. at the West County Detention Facility. And again, I do like to provide ways folks can show up. Do you all feel like something? That's some of what a positive story I do. Gay Native American wins Democratic primary in Deep Red, Kansas. Sharice Davids won the crowded Democratic primary in Kansas's third congressional district, and now she has a chance to make political history. There's an article by Megan Sullivan. You can check it out. It's on NBC News. I know NBC... Ugh, gross. I know it's it's mainstream media. And I'll read a quote from Davids who says, I keep saying how surprised I am that we're in 2018 and we're still having all these firsts. My experience tells me that if it's not hard, it's probably not going to have as big of an impact. So I look forward to the challenge, David said in a Wasaja interview. And there's more about her in this article. And again, you can find this on our weekly review page. A record number of LGBTQ candidates are expected to be on the November ballot. And so again, I view voting as harm reduction, and if there are more queer folks, and should be clear maybe anti-racist queer folks, because we you know we had we had uh, anti-poverty you know folks who are Scott Wieners, he could identify as part of the LGBTQ community, and he really harmed a lot of folks. So we should also be clear in terms of who is running. And if they can really represent everybody, all right, that's something positive. I'm gonna play some music. Yeah, it's a, it's a downer of a show. It's a pretty downer of a show. Uh, folks, feel free to contact me individually if, if you want. But just there's a lot of, I have a lot of frustration right now. There's a lot of really frustrating and backwards things that are happening. So we're gonna play another song, and we'll be back after this.
2: Base. I hope the game is hard, and you can pay your life bill with an EVT card. I'm thinking positive, a kind of good to your head and they let you live. Hope you don't need the strap, cause your landlord said you don't own him raps. But come on, bro, you know how it go, though Click up with your folks and throw them bolos. Out there solo, you might get solo. Snatched in the back of a black and white photo. Constant trying tryna stop that stitch. Make you drink a fifth and can't drop that shit. We just really wanna see you rock that shit. Get together like a bitch yeah. 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 right? clock that shit. we, we don't hit until until the
3: break down. down. That's the fun. Yeah. Yeah. We, we don't don't know shake, down. Down. Yeah. We need the rush. We gon' till it break
2: I gasket to the curvature. Asterisk, they murder us. We faster and we further us. Let's blast them in the vertebra. Have you ever heard of a motherfucker that could give less in a fuck? By saying that for freedom, we gon' have to go bug. Squeeze them to the cracks, you finna get stuck. Fuck the FBI, SWAT, and they big We gon' not to the break down. That's
5: the bomb. We don't know how to down.
3: we need the no rush. We don't get no till they break down. That's the bomb. No!
2: Saying a drum, but you are fucking higher. So we look like the deviant, we walk like we're leaving, we laugh like we're breathing, we dance like the streets, and we breathe like we're breathing. It seems we're in season. Believe in the heathen, let's fight till it's even. The on in the scene and the night is yours. Six million bridges as tight as yours. Land in the river can't quite afford. Stars in the sky, but the light is yours. Calculation, And
3: equations
2: I always said about that life in with the pistol club a prayer in the air for a sound. Some things you speak out your mouth can be reality. The state of the Are you go into pain. Beautiful homes getting a bread. Rejected work clothes. never came a baby. But came a long way, Olympic track, prosthetic legs. Family don't believe in cremation, church of God in Christ. Life support, decisions, ain't nothing nice. Beef and pork, obesity, ain't no what? exercise. Police report, no truth, all lies. Right. Last resort, get a job or sling pies. Come up short, double agents in disguise. Ain't be trying to mess up my plan. But I slapped that part with my back.
3: Calculations and equations.
6: mission language.
1: All right. Thank you so much for listening to the weekly review. Hopefully next week we'll be a little bit more happy. I don't know. It's the news, so probably not. Thanks so much for listening in. If you would like to support Mutiny Radio, please check out our site, mutinyradio.fm. We've got shows here every day of the week. If you're interested in a show of your own, please check out our schedule. That's totally doable. We also have space available for rentals on Saturday night. If you'd like to do a show here of any kind, please do get in touch with us. If you would like to support this show, we would greatly appreciate it. Check out patreon.com forward slash weekly rev. Coming up next is women's magazine with global Val, followed by the common thread collective. We've got comedy here tonight as well. Thank you so much for supporting independent voices. And if I can leave you with anything after today's show, a reminder, don't trust police narratives. They lie to people. <sighs> Thanks for all the folks who continue to show up and support each other. And hopefully we can build a better world together. And uh, have a have a great week, everybody. Of
0: swimming through a sea of podcasts, are ye on a raft without a paddle? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutinyradio.fm
6: time and we're ready to groove in the mission for the 6th annual Noise Pop Block Party. It's free, Saturday, August 18th from noon to 6pm with bands Empress Of, Jeff Rosenstock, The Marias, The She's, Small Crush, The Total Bettys, and more. Come to Mutiny Radio for special programming all afternoon, including live comics, karaoke on the radio for donations, and interviews with main stage bands. Bring your family, friends, neighbors, and dogs on August 18th to benefit Mission Language and Vocational School and celebrate the peak of sunshine. For more info, check out the Noise Pop Block Party website at www.20thStreetBlockParty.com
1: With,
3: with, 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 diamond key. Let the life flourish. We find that common thread. We don't, 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 don't,
7: guys, how's it going? Pretty great, I'm sure. Um, we have a little announcement for you. A PSA of sorts. Yes. Uh, listen to Cowards every 10am to 11 on Mutiny Radio. On Fridays! Yay! For some sweet, scared storytelling. Please do it. We need you. (laughs) So badly. Yes. Okay. Goodbye. Goodbye.
5: Goodbye. And all the kissing is kissing.
7: Amazing artist, music DJ, vinyl enthusiast. That is flat black plastic. My name is Breakfast, and I'm running for Chancellor of the United States of America. For too long... crime, abuse, war, disease,
3: disasters, sadness, depression, oppression, repression, suppression,